This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. David Lee Roth. I'll tell you, for a retired guy, Diamond Dave sure is putting out a lot of music on his YouTube channel. Uh, Earlier this month, he posted a previously unreleased version of Panama. We don't know if this is... Him with the boys from Van Halen from back in the day. There were no details along with it, but this is what it sounded like. She's crying. I'm flying. Right behind in the A little, a little bit different than the original. Yeah, a little, a little bit. Man, he hung on to that note for a while. I thought it yeah. was like a joke there for a second. That was a good one. Also, are the lyrics, does he say Bizu Boppin? I feel like he also said Ed Sheeran in there. I thought, yeah, I thought I heard Ed Sheeran as well. Ed Sheeran. Sheeran. Yeah, I got the fear in by Ed Sheeran. Hold on, we missed the Bizu Boppin. Bizu Boppin? What are the lyrics to that song? Beelzebubbin? What's he saying? Maybe Beelzebubbin. Bizu Boppin! By Ed Sheeran! Slippy Slobbin! It could be nonsense, because David Lee Roth is no stranger to a little scatting here and there. Yeah, yeah. Lyrics. Uh, well, it's not Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Panama, Panama. We got that part okay, down. Yeah. She's blinding, I'm flying, right behind in rearview mirror now. Got me fearing, power steering, pistons popping, ain't... Piston's popping is what we're hearing. A bop. So I, I feel like he's, he's just, it's been so long since he's written these lyrics, he's just singing them phonetically at this point. Ain't no stopping now. Yeah, so maybe that is a clue that it was recorded recently. He's forgotten the words to the song. Yeah, yeah. Because I do that in the car when I buy myself. If I, <laughs> I, you sing sounds that are close enough when you oh, don't know totally. the words. If nobody else is listening. Amazing bopping. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. Everybody's going crazy about this uh, frog that was found in the salad. Mm-hmm. Viral story. London, Ontario. Woman was doing some grocery shopping. Her name is Chantel, and she saw something strange in one of those. We, we all buy them. The clear, I get this every time. Yeah, the clear package of spring mix. Mm-hmm. And she saw something in there, and to her surprise... And I went over, and I like picked the salad up and put it down, and then I noticed the frog, and I was like, oh my god, that's actually a frog? And I was like, oh, it's got to be dead. Like, this is really bad. And then I picked it up, and I noticed it was still moving, so it was still alive, and I just ran it over to an employee right away to show them the frog and the situation that was happening. 
Is this that crazy? Like people, uh, uh, yesterday my buddy Dogler's like, "Oh Taz, you got to talk about the frog that was found in the salad." I don't. Don't people find spiders and grapes and stuff all the time? I don't know. I mean, in yeah, in a, they'll find a spider in a bunch of bananas or something like that, but rarely behind the plastic where it's been sealed. Still alive, still, I guess, is the impressive yeah, part. Still alive. And this particular frog, it's kind of cute. It's fun. it's got like spots on it. And shout out to the camouflage because the spots are purple, like the leaves inside the spring mix. And then its body is green, like the other green leaves. You it's could see good. you could see how it would be missed yeah. because it's color coordinated with the spring mix. Yeah, but a full blown frog still hopping around inside the spring mix. I think that is rare. Here's more from Chantel. That's kind of concerning that that kind of stuff happens and now it's just like oh i'd rather buy fresh not packaged after this kind of thing and yeah it's just yeah it makes you think a lot more about what you buy and what companies you support after this kind of thing i do uh buy that package the spinach will do yeah, it's compliments we have the the, the package of uh the baby spinach uh, spring mix or arugula we'll buy it in those tubs and it says pre-washed on it, so I I never wash that when I open the tub. Do you wash it afterwards? No. But no. now that I know there could be some frog residue on it, maybe I'll I'll start. But it's better not to know. There, I I basically make the assumption that there's frog residue on ninety percent of the food I eat. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like really, like do you? If it, if it's a fruit or a vegetable, likely it came in contact with bugs or animals, and probably has some of that on it. They should just put a sticker on the package that says, buy the salad, have a chance to win a free pet frog. That'll (laughs) keep them out of trouble. Bonus protein. (laughs) This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Okay, Jim, I think we've got time. All right. We've been waiting for this story. (laughs) Your fiance, Sarah is in Toronto. What is she doing there? She's got a couple appointments, so she's staying there for two nights. She's trying to find a hotel room. Tiff is on, and it's just impossible to find a hotel room in general, let alone when the Toronto International Film Festival is going on. She ends up at this hotel that's a little pricier, and it's kind of like... I wouldn't say Victorian on the inside, but it's got like a lot of crown molding, and it's like an older looking... Like She, she gave me like a FaceTime tour of it. There's a harp in the corner... It's just old school feeling. In her room? Yeah, in the hotel room. There's a harp in her room? I know, Taz. Isn't that crazy? And not in the lobby. There is a, <laughs> a full-sized harp in her hotel it's room. Like, it's like four feet tall. Like Not like a full-blown, like eight-foot majestic thing, but she played it like... It made the bring sound. Okay, I was picturing like there's a woman playing the harp. I, to no, help her fall a asleep at night. mermaid <laughs> by a fountain. No, there's like a harp for some reason. Just okay, part so of the decor. So it, it seems like a fancy place. Yeah. So the TV wasn't working. She's like, I can't get the TV cable slash satellite to work. So she uh, moves the TV back and like looks at the cables to make sure that the cables are all attached. She pulls up a statue. It's a white, naked statue wrapped up in all the cables. Look at that thing that she found. It's, it's first, Jesus. No, that's what I thought, too. It's, it looks like a white statue of Jesus, about maybe 16 inches long. Right, on the crucifix. Yes, but it's not. If you look closer, it's got a crown on, but it's a woman with her breasts out. It's a naked woman in a Jesus Christ pose. It's Jesus. Anyway, isn't that freaking weird? 
this looks like Jesus. It's like a female, a female Jesus. Yeah, it's carving. Like, it's a naked lady. I think it's like some sort of witchcraft or something. Like so, when she first went into the hotel room, she was so she pulled the cables up, and this was tangled in the in the cords in the cords behind the television set. Exactly. Yeah, that is kind of freaky. So, and she when she first got in the hotel room, she's like, they only have electric locks here. They don't have any of like the chain lock or the manual slide lock so that the door is locked no matter what. So she's like, whoever has the electric key could get in here. So that was freaking her out to begin with. And then this Jesus thing. Jesus. Jesus thing. It's whatever the female you, Jesus. And and then she, she asked me what I thought. Of. I said, well, maybe it's like a voodoo thing. And she what? said, don't say that! <laughs> And I said, well, if you're going to sleep, put the harp in front of the door. If somebody comes in, the harp's <laughs> going to fall over, make a hell of a racket. Bling, bling, yeah. bong. And then hit him with the Jesus. But she like, she wanted to leave. She was creeped out. Did she call the front desk or anything? Um, no, I don't think so. Maybe this maybe this represents something. Uh, why don't we post? Can we post those yeah. pictures on the Taz and Jim Facebook page? And maybe somebody has seen this before and can tell us more about what it represents. I think it's a small curse or something. I don't because like you'd think if somebody had their little carving of a female Jesus and they lost it in the hotel room, they would well, spend some time looking for it no, if it wasn't left there on purpose. Here's the thing that's creepy. Here's why I think it was left on purpose. Because the TV wasn't working. So they purposely set it there because you would eventually look at the cords if the TV was not working. So if you walk in, you can't see it. So it doesn't raise any suspicions that the cleaner's there or whatever. Mm -hmm. But as soon as you try to turn on the TV, you're like, Where, what's going on here? And that's when you find it. So it was like it was purposely hit in a spot where you would inevitably stumble upon it. Is it made out of cocaine? Did you consider that? I'll ask her to chop it up and see. Just just have her taste a little bit like they did in the old cop shows in the <laughs> 80s. <laughs> what do you do, rub it on your tongue? Just put a little on your tongue. Because it, it like, it's, it's pure white, and yeah. I've seen people, like smugglers, will mold cocaine into, into artifacts to transport sure. it. Yeah. So maybe she got the wrong hotel room, and there's I mean, a drug deal that's going down. Jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. not Jesus, it's Jesus. <laughs> Post it. Okay. Post that picture, and if anyone has seen that before or knows anything about that item, that artifact, we'd love to know about it. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? It's time for sports with our sports guy, Devin Peacock. Okay, I don't know what happened last night at oh. the end of the Monday night football game, but... <laughs> I did tell Dev and Jim off the air that so I'm in a couple survivor pools. That's you pick a team every week. If the team you pick loses, then you are out for the season. You're done. It's a long season. And in this one, it was 20 bucks to join in this one survivor pool. I picked the Panthers, who almost came back and beat the Browns, but they so I was eliminated from the pool. They didn't win. Uh, but we did get a note from the guy running the pool. He said, anyone who was eliminated can still pick the Monday nighter, get back in the pool for another $20. So I said, sure. You know, I, that I'll, I'll, no way I'm going to lose. I'll pick the Broncos, heavy favorites, and uh, they'll, they'll destroy the Seahawks. Judging by the smile on Dev's face, that's not what happened last night. There's a theme to your eliminations in this uh, Survivor League because uh, the Broncos almost came back. Let's just say there's a, there's a viral video going this morning of Peyton Manning on the Manning cast 
yelling at the TV for the Broncos to take a timeout. I think we should call a timeout, like now. And they didn't. So what happened is, uh, with a minute to go in the game, fourth quarter, Broncos are going down the field. They get halfway down the field. With a minute to go, with plenty of timeouts, they decide to let the clock run down at fourth and five and go for the field goal, a 64-yard field goal to win the game rather than go for it on four and uh, five. From 64, McManus. And the Seahawks are going to win this game. And Pete Carroll, with Geno Smith at quarterback, is going to start 1-0. And Russell Wilson, the Broncos, come in here and come up a point short. They had like a 7% chance of making this field goal. They missed it. They lose the game. Everyone is wondering what in the world is Nathaniel Hackett thinking with the Denver Broncos because you're at half field. Like, go, go for it on fourth down. It's a 64-yard field goal. What are you thinking? Yeah, that's the you're punting that if it's uh, any other part of the game. Yeah, but also like Russell Wilson, it's it's kind of funny how this all transpired because one of the reasons Russell Wilson left the Seattle Seahawks was he felt Pete Carroll ran the ball too much. He wanted to throw the ball, so he goes to Denver. He threw 42 times last night. He was doing well, but you're in this period where okay, you have this 200 million dollar quarterback on your roster. Throw the ball, <laughs> and they kick a field goal and they miss it. Oh boy. Old Russell looking for redemption against his own team, and then this is how things go for him. He's he's been a good soldier and saying, you know, I support the coach. It was the right move, but let's be honest, it was not the right move. You go for it on fourth down and see what happens. You don't kick a 64-yard field goal, or at the very least, take a timeout and think about it. Like you had the time <laughs> to think yeah, about it, really. and they didn't. I'm going to write a letter. I think I think the Broncos need to send me $20. <laughs> Good luck. Maybe you can get back in next week for $40. Yeah, exactly. I'll buy someone else's team. I think I'm done with the survivor pool for this year, guys. Thanks, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Not sure if you heard, but the Queen died. What? Yeah. Uh, the Queen has passed away. They're doing the whole... Uh, farewell tour thing with her she's uh, she's traveling via casket through scotland england and then she's gonna be lying in what is it lying in wait is that what they call it i think what well, i don't know what's it Until called the burial yeah what's it called when they they put your casket somewhere for people to view it publicly for a while oh i don't know in limbo <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're in no rush to get her in the ground. Monday is going to be the funeral, but uh, people will be able to pay their respects because the queen is going to be not on display, but it's closed. Yeah, yeah. I got a feeling she's probably not even in that casket. You think it's a decoy? I think it is because why would you? It's too too risky. That's a good point. You know what I mean? And people don't need to know. There'll be one curious kid who'll lift the lid, try to look in it. Yeah, I'm sure there's somebody there kind of looking out for people getting a little close. (laughs) Maybe some of those guards with the tall hats, I don't know. What are they up to lately? You don't want to find out what's under those hats, man. (laughs) Stay back from the casket. So, awkward moment. 
Uh, we were talking about the Queen's corgis yesterday. Her dogs are going to live with Prince Andrew, who is, he's, he's not like the star of the royal family right now. Quite the opposite. Was friends with Jeffrey Epstein. He had uh, all sorts of allegations thrown his way in terms of sexual impropriety. And uh, he's getting the dogs. Now, we did have a Taz and Jim listener, after we talked about that on the air, say that uh, Andrew still lives with his ex-wife, uh, Sarah Ferguson. Fergie. Okay. Not, not Black Eyed Peas Fergie. Mm-hmm. The, the OG Fergie. Wait, the coach for Manchester United? No, not that, that Fergie. Fergie. Okay. Remember Fergie? Princess? Briefly, but I didn't know that was Prince Andrew's wife. I thought she was something it's, else. It's his ex-wife. Yeah. Apparently, she is a big animal rights activist. She's great with animals. She still lives with him. Must be a pretty big house to pull that one off. Imagine living with your ex, mm-hmm. especially when it's Prince Andrew. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, we have a feeling she may be doing most of the dog looking after. Ing. I mean, I somewhat reassuring? I don't know. So the funeral procession was going through the streets of Edinburgh and Scotland yesterday. Prince Andrew was there. Of course, his mom has died, right? He's going to be there. Some guy in the crowd yelled, Andrew, you're a sick old man. Correct. Police removed him from the area and ended up arresting him for disturbing the peace. Yeah, he's being charged. I don't know how I feel about that. Are you not like, it's in poor taste to heckle at at a memorial of any kind. But, I mean, uh, the police, like, is that a lot? Now the police can arrest somebody for yelling on the streets? I don't know. In public, right. Yeah. It is tacky. Funeral heckling of any kind is tacky. Sure. But you should have thought of that before you were hanging out with Epstein. We're getting into petty arguments over the, uh, the queen and what's going on with her right now. She's in uh, a coffin. I said casket. There's a gentleman who works in the funeral business who has been texting us, wants us to clarify. She is in a coffin, not a casket. Yeah. Apparently, um, there is a difference. I had no idea, nor do I really care. But I guess a coffin is tapered more by the feet. Like the classic, you know, vampire or cowboy coffin. It's broad at the shoulders, narrow at the feet. And a casket is just uh, rectangular. Mm Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the thing was under a blanket or a flag the whole time, so I didn't get a good look at it. So, I don't know what... This this guy's very passionate about the difference between coffins and caskets, though. He also says, while working in the funeral industry for eight years, there is a difference. It's like calling a cemetery a graveyard. What the hell's the difference between a cemetery and a graveyard, dude? (laughs) Either way, you get the gist of what we're saying, There's a dead body in that box. In that place. And it's going in the ground (laughs) in either a graveyard or a cemetery. She ain't coming back either way. Oh, this is interesting. The queen's coffin was fashioned of English oak 32 years ago. Wow, she's been sitting on this thing for a while. Good thing she didn't gain a ton of weight. In accordance with royal custom, it is lined with lead. So apparently she did gain some weight after she died. <laughs> Just to reinforce it? Is that what it's for? It's so if Superman goes to the funeral, he can't see the queen naked. Out of respect, I understand. <laughs> it's lined with lead to assist the body uh, in lasting longer after the burial in a crypt, which for Queen Elizabeth is the King George the 6th Memorial Chapel at St. George's Chapel in Windsor. 
just west of London, England. There you go. And and we also know it's lying in state. That's what she's going to be doing. I said lying in wait. There's a big difference between <laughs> those two. Lying in state is the tradition of a deceased body being placed in a state building, either outside or inside a coffin. Lying in wait is to hide and wait for the right moment to attack. Yeah, what Charles did. It would be pretty incredible if the queen was lying in wait. Oh. This was just a big rouse so she could get Prince Andrew once and for all. He walked close to the casket to give her respects. Flies open, grabs him (laughs) by the neck. (laughs) (laughs) Aha, I'm not lying in state, I'm lying in wait. (laughs) Got you, Andrew. You're going in the lead coffin. (laughs) Are you brave enough to let me see your big cock? It's time for sports. Devin Peacock is our sports guy. We are getting closer to the start of the NHL season. Training camps underway, Dev, and some big news coming down from a couple franchises. Yeah, the uh, rookies report uh, this week. All the vets report uh, next week, but for a lot of teams, uh, the veterans are already starting to report in Edmonton. They were skating uh, yesterday, and uh, that's a good sign if you're an Edmonton Oilers fan. You want to see uh, Connor McDavid and the crew back at it. Uh, the Oilers, of course, last year made it all the way to the Western Conference Finals. They were swept by Colorado, and so this year with Jack Campbell now as their starting goaltender, expectations are sky high at Edmonton. Connor McDavid seemed to be trying to temper those expectations, saying, well, they did have, you know, some success in the playoffs. In the regular season, they only won one more game than the previous year, so uh, obviously you want to win, he wants to win, but I think uh, by the sounds of it, Connor's just telling everyone to, like, chill. We're not that good, guys. We haven't done anything yet. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know, set those expectations low, exceed them, and then you look like a stud. The Montreal Canadiens, though, uh, to me, were the big story yesterday. They named uh, Nick Suzuki their new captain. He is 23 years old. He is the youngest captain in Montreal Canadiens history. And uh, this is another move, uh, I think, of uh, Montreal in this offseason. They've just been making, like, good move after good move after good move. I mean, they were able to worm their way into Nazem Kadri decision to go to Calgary, taking Sean Monaghan, getting a first-round pick. If Monaghan is uh, better, they could trade him at the deadline, get something for him. Montreal is just making a ton of good decisions. Nick Suzuki being captain, one of them. He's a very uh, mature, young guy. He's one of their best players. He's even killed. The other players seem to love him on the franchise, so it's a good move. But also, there's this uh, contingent of players in the NHL who have ties to London, either from London or played in London, if you include John Tavares with Toronto, who are now captains. Six players in the NHL, either from London, the London region, or played in London, who are now captains, which is kind of unusual given the fact there's like 30 teams, 30 plus teams in the NHL. It's that water from the Thames River, man. <laughs> Real leadership <laughs> you, liquid. They're drinking it right from the Thames. <laughs> That's what's going on. Uh, The radioactive qualities are giving them superpowers. Thanks, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. 2%. Yeah. (laughs) How much do you love flowers? But smell beat out taste. That was only 1%. Taste, taste, very rarely do you smell for pleasure. I mean, occasionally you get the scented candle, you know, the spray or whatever. Smell is usually a bad thing. Like it warns you of a gas leak or bathroom break, whatever's going on. 
Smell is pure pleasure, or sorry, taste is pleasure for the majority of it. Yeah, I, I would even maybe taste over hearing. I would, I think, well, music... Because then I'd love to not have to listen to every, anybody and just be able to eat whatever I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible listener, but great eater. So 77% said sight is the most important sense, followed by hearing 14%, and touch got 6%. See, I don't know, touch is a good one too. It's frivolous. You don't like touch? Well, I mean, there's obviously once the, the sexual nature of it. I think if you yeah. couldn't ever have an orgasm, that would be terrible. But sight and sound are what gets you through the day. Like to be able to speak to people and to see where you're driving. So those have to be the most important and everything else is kind of frivolous. I don't know. I may take touch over hearing. What? What are you touching that's so important? <laughs> You know, <laughs> <laughs> but is it the sense of touch? Like, if you is it the sense of touch that you enjoy? It would be heightened it, as well. True, Daredevil style. Because yeah. I'd rather watch myself touch than close my eyes and touch. Have you never worn a blindfold, Jim? Maybe pack one for the honeymoon, buddy. Well, I'm not wearing a blindfold ninety percent of the time <laughs> because obviously it's not better than seeing. That's a, a, a novelty. Yeah. Poor taste, eh? 1%. I find that very surprising. And how great of shape would you be in if you couldn't taste anymore? Yeah, it's not a bad diet plan. For sure. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations to uh, to Sight. Most popular sense out there. <laughs> Still number one, baby. Jack, I'll never let go. I promise. How old are you again? 26? Uh, peace out. <laughs> Would Leo date it is the game. We got the devastating news that Leo may be pursuing a 27-year-old model. Leo! Gigi no! Hadid. You're still a young man. So we better play this game while we can. He has a history of dumping his girlfriends before they turn 25. So that is the... That's the cutoff point. Would Leo date it? Jim will give you the name of something. You have to guess whether or not it's older or younger than 25 years. And Kristen is our contestant. Hey, Kristen. Hey. Jim, what is the first uh, item? Would Leonardo DiCaprio date it? Would Leo date it? The Nintendo 64. Would Leo date it? The Nintendo 64. Is it younger than 25, do you think? No. It is not younger than 25. He would not date it. 1996, the 64 came out. He's 26 years old. Too old for him. Yeah. How about Flutie Flakes? Former Bills quarterback Doug Flutie, popular fella back in the day. Had his own cereal. My stepdad Alan had a box of Flutie Flakes in his workshop on display proudly. Yeah, yeah. Real fans still do. Flutie Flakes. Mm. Would Leo date it? I'm gonna say yes. They yes, he would. Twenty-four years old. It came out in 1998, <laughs> and if it's unsealed, probably still still fresh. Yeah, is it worth something? You think enough preservatives? No, I mean there you could still eat it if you wanted. Uh, hard pass. <laughs> Next one. 
Hit Me Baby One More Time, the huge Britney Spears single that launched her career. Would Leo date it? Hit Me Baby One More Time. So not Britney Spears, specifically that song. Oh, that set sail a while ago. That song. Um, I'm gonna say yes. He would date it. Oh, 1998 yeah. as well. 24 years old. Hit me, baby, one more time. Is. That was 1998. How about wow. the DVD format? Post VHS, now DVD movies. The DVD format. Would Leo date it? He would not, no. I'm sorry. Twenty seven years old. There goes your perfect streak. Yeah. I'm surprised it's only twenty seven. I thought DVDs would be older than that. Hmm. I thought it was later. It's hard it's cause There's a difference between when it was invented and when it caught on, right? Like yeah. CDs came out a lot earlier than I thought. Yeah, and like the personal computer came out early nineties, but everybody had them in maybe ninety six, ninety seven. They were too you know expensive I mean? yeah. initially, right? Finally here, <laughs> the average life uh, sorry, the average lifespan of the American bison. Would Leo date it? The average <laughs> lifespan of the American bison. Mm. I'm gonna say yes. Yes, the bison! He would date the average lifespan of a bison. They live till 20 years old on average. So That's they, it, huh? They die young, but they at least they can die knowing they're still Leo's type. <laughs> <laughs> and leave a good-looking corpse, right? <laughs> <laughs> the bison. If you're a bison listening to the show, live for the moment, Yeah. Man. You don't have much time. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.